Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to my show, Into the Night, um, with Sean Kelly, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. And I just want to welcome everybody. Um, We are broadcast all over the world, Um, the United States, we got some of China and Russia and all over the place, New Zealand, Australia. Every, I mean, it's great. It's a it's a great um, platform to be on. Um, Tara can't make it tonight. Uh, she's not doing pretty good, and um, so I'm going to bring the next two hours with you guys. Um, anybody who wants to be um, on the show with me tonight, or if you have any questions that you want to ask, you feel free to. Um, Hi, Cindy. Good to see you. How are you? Welcome. It's good to see you here. Uh, Let's see. So my week has been a crazy week. Um, I just got off a vacation and it was a relaxing vacation. Um, And and I did that. Um, I went to Gettysburg for a couple days and, uh, you know, and I'm going to explain that a little bit now. I I started the PPS group back in 2006, um, and uh, and my God, it was so great going to Gettysburg all the time. And um, you know, I've been going there like every year for the last 20 some years. And um, I don't know. It's just like the last two times I was there. It, it just didn't seem so important, and and, and I, I can't figure it out why. Well, I know the last few times I went up there, they're working on the battlefield up there. So uh, there was a, uh, a some officer that took a topographical. I'm glad you're doing good, Cindy. I'm, I'm glad you're here tonight. Uh, this general did a topographical um, map of the battle back in July 1st, 1863. And somehow uh, the park and recreations or, the, or, or the, the state, whatever, got a bunch of money together. And they're actually trying to set it up as it looked like back in 1863. But you know what? There's a lot of places that you can't get to now. And those are usually the cool places to go to. But being up there, it, it was... Uh, I don't know, melancholy, you know, I, I mean, it was, it, it just didn't have that vibe like it did before up there. And maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. 
<laughs> maybe my problem I'm getting old. And um, but I, I made the best best of myself out there. I did go in the battlefield, did go down to uh, the battlefield Antietam. Uh, just went around there for a couple um, for a couple hours. That's not too far from uh, Gettysburg, and, uh, and and I ate a lot. I mean, that's what I like to do when I do go to Gettysburg. I like to eat a lot because um, they have some good food. They got some good restaurants up there. Um, if you ever go to Gettysburg, you need to go to O'Rourke's there. Uh, it's an Irish place, and they have the best foods of everything. Um, sandwiches, burgers, you name it, they, they're the best. Um and I always make sure that I get to, and then like right across the street, there's like an ice cream place, and oh my God, it's so good. I mean, trust me, it, it, I mean, it is a place for tourists to go to, you know, uh, a lot of history involved up there in Gettysburg, but um, when it comes to the food, you, <laughs> you can't fail. Uh, you also got the Dobbins house, you got, uh, there's just so much um, I'm in that mood tonight where uh, I know what I want to say and I'm trying to think on what I want to say, but I just really don't know how to say it. So if you could, please bear with me on it tonight. Um, if you look at my glasses, okay, I, I got this set up. Um, the camera set up a weird way today because I uh, just kept falling off of my computer. Um, but before I go on, I, I do want to um, acknowledge and talk about the disease called the CRPS um, it's, and the RSD, the reflex systematic dystrophy. And what that is, okay, and as you could tell for the last month or so, I've been having all my things in orange. That That is their color, right? And um, so it... November is their awareness month. But with this disease, what it causes by it causes pain. There's total pain in the whole body. And there is no um there, there's no way to cure it. Okay. Um and the only way that they're dealing with this right now um is giving a lot of pain medications to people. I have three good friends of mine that do have it, and uh, I, I just see how it just makes life really, really miserable for them. Can you imagine that? I mean, and all they did was go in for an operation, you know, one on the wrist, one on the leg. Um, I forget my other friend what happened to her, but um, they're in constant pain 24-7, you know, and... I mean, they, the doctors tried everything and, and nothing seems to work. So this is, you know, it's just starting to come alive now. Uh, there's more information being put out there. Um, so if, if you can, keep them in your prayers. Uh, if you want to Google CRPS or RSD, Reflex Systematic Dystrophy, it will give you a little bit more experience, more more knowledge on it than I can tell you. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, 
November is their awareness month. And as you know, as I've been telling you every week in the month of September is also suicide week, right? Suicidal murder month. And, um, and they say what this disease is, this, my friend calls it craps, C-R-P-S, this craps disease. You know, there's a lot of people that can't take the pain no more that they, they take, they take their lives. And it really, um, it, it's not good, you know, but, you know, a person can only handle a certain amount of pain. And I guess when it gets too much and then there's some people that just had enough and um, they do something that unalives them um, and all you can do is pray. So I hope nobody had, everybody had a good month of September. I hope everybody's looking forward to the month of October because I'll tell you what, it really does feel like Halloween out there now. It definitely feels like the fall. Um, I, like I was coming back from Gettysburg and I seen some of the leaves that were changing on the trees. And um, I don't know, when, when, when I see that, I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good fall, right? Um, I see a lot of women out there wearing what's the typical hoodies, shorts, and flip-flops and hats, okay? And people are building fires around where I'm at. And uh, it, it, it just, for me, the month of October just gives me a lot of peace, Okay. Um, cause I know it's getting close to, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, which is going to be very busy starting November 1st, but just going out in the air in October, you got football, you got, uh, soccer, you got all kinds of things going on, but just to sit on my porch and just smell the cold air, sending me, sending prayers for those in need. Thank you, Cindy. Cindy says, so she is sending prayers for those in need. That's that's really sweet of you, Cindy. Thank you. But it, it just feels really, really good. Um, kind of likes relaxing. The only thing, the only thing that I cannot deal with through the holidays, starting at Halloween all the way up, is that pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice coffee. Pumpkin spice tea. Pumpkin spice ice cream, pumpkin spice, whatever, you know what I mean? You can't deal with it. I mean, it just, and that's only me, okay? That's only me. It's it's not, maybe other people like it out there in the world, but for me, I think it's the most disgusting thing here. And then that's my opinion right there. <laughs> I keep looking at the two circles in my glasses on the eyes. I think they're pretty cute. You know, but that, that, how about you, everybody out there? How, how, is this your favorite time of the year? Do you enjoy October? Do you enjoy the holidays? Um, please feel free to um, put it in the chat. Um, if you have any questions for me, um, please feel free um, and, and put them in there. Tonight, you know, with, with Tara not being here, she was supposed to interview me. And, uh, and I was going to tell, you know, she's going to ask me questions, um, about me, you know, so you can get the whole deal. 
Now, I know a lot of people have been watching my show for a long time, but they don't know exactly who I am, okay, or, or what I do or, um, you know, anything about me. So I figured, you know, tonight would be a good night to do a show about that. Um, we're going to do that for a while, and then we're going to go into, I think I'm going to do some readings for people if they want a reading. Um, I'll try my best. It's been a while since I've done the readings on things. They, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good. I don't know if I'm going to be on the money. Um, I will tell you this at the beginning of it, when I start that I cannot predict if you're going to hit the lottery. Um, I can't give you no numbers because I just can't. Because it, it just, I just can't. It's really weird. You know, it's funny. At one point in time, I did a TV, uh, radio show, oh, hell, about 10, 15 years ago, and um, it was, I was on a radio show and over in a place in Homewood here in Pittsburgh, and um, some lady called in and said, can you give me three numbers for tonight's lottery? And uh, Cindy goes, Cindy says, love and beautiful leaves, fresh fall air. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. Very much so. Um, so I was on that radio show, and the lady called in and said, can you give me three numbers? And I just said, one, two, six. Okay. And that's what the numbers that pop up in my head. So that night, one, two, six hit. And it was just like, I got, I got a phone call from the DJ from that radio station. He said, you are one you are one man that you are that they like you over here because uh you actually gave them a winning number and now everybody in homewood's rich <laughs> so that kind of made it feel good but um, then i'm gonna uh talk do some readings and then um uh, some you know stuff smorgasbord kind of stuff um whatever comes up in my mind. And then I know at the, you know, I was thinking in the last half hour of the show, I was actually going to do a meditation for everybody out there who wants to participate in it. Um, I have done meditations before on uh, my show uh, earlier when I first started into the night. And uh, I figure I'll do that tonight, you know. So uh, for right now, okay, if, if anybody out there has any questions that they want to ask me, feel free, please do. I'd be happy to answer them. So I'll just, you know, I want to introduce, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me, okay? Um, I am, uh, my name is Sean Kelly, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan, I'm a Pirate fan, I'm a Penguins fan. Um, I am 61 years old, and I'm a Gemini, June 4th, 1962 is my birthday um i grew up went to catholic grade school catholic high school i did all the catholicism and uh catholic school everything um and you know at the time with me it was kind of crazy because uh i have uh that adhd okay attention deficit order and see, back then when I was going through school and stuff like that, um, it really wasn't known. No one knew about it. All they knew that I was lazy and I couldn't figure out doing what I wanted. 
I wasn't doing my homework or my assignments or stuff like that. So when I found out that I had ADHD, then, um, okay, hold on. All right, Laura, I'll get back to me. What's Laura say? Laura, Christine says, curious, two people laying side by side experience the same night tear at the exact same moment. Spirit, spirit attack or an ironic night terror. It is definitely a spirit attack, hon. Not, I mean, no, no night terror there. It is definitely um, a spirit attack. Uh, whoever, these two people who are laying side by side, I mean, they're probably totally in tuned with each other. And um, the energy that these two people were letting out, you know, um, the spirit just moved in on that. Um, I just, it, it's definitely not a night terror. I, I guarantee you on that. Um, it was a spirit attacking you. And, and I'm glad you brought that question up to Lord because spirits do attack. Okay. Um, and they attack in, in, in a couple different ways. Um, they do go into your dreams, right? Um, they also can scratch you, they can push you, they can punch you, they can bite you, okay? Um, I've experienced a lot of that. So, and, you know, a lot of people think automatically that it's it's demonic, okay? Um, for me, if, if it was a demonic entity, then it would be more than just scratches and stuff like that. They would, they would like really mess with your mind and stuff like that. So a lot of people have to realize though, and, and I can, you know, blame it on TV. I can blame it in the movies and stuff that everything is about a demon and that's not true. Okay. So you figure a lot of the spirits out there who are dead, you know, say like you were a very mean person when you were alive and you die and you hang around, you're going to be a mean spirit, okay? If you're a good person, you know, when you were alive and you were going and you died, you're going to be a good spirit, you know? So, and it, it doesn't mean that once you die and your spirit's out there, that, you know, that they they forget about things. And, and that's not true, right? Because um, there's a, a lot, a lot of intelligent spirits out there right now. And, um, and they know that they're hurting you. They know that they are um, tant tantalizing you or, you know, I'm coming up with an adjective on it. They know they're driving you crazy. Okay. And, and that's what they set out to do. Um, and for some reason, I don't know. Um, maybe it's a spirit out there that had a beef with you um, or a beef with your partner, stuff like that. And um, I hope not. But, you know, they, they do, they do attack. Okay. And you just have to be careful. Um, and the reason why, you know, a lot of people are, you know, are successful about it, conjuring, yes, 
Christopher A. James says, Conjuring. Good to see you, Chris. Glad you can make it in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that Conjuring movie up because, you know, I looked at uh, the Conjuring movie and it's amazing how these movies out there, how these books are written to make it look and feel really, really nasty, very um, scary, very whatever. And I know that in my that I know from the past experiences that it, it's not always like that, okay? I mean, come on, you get a, the Annabelle doll and put her in a box and say it's going to protect everybody, you know? And that's all based on um, a movie. Yeah, or, or the characters or whatever they came up with. Um, a, a good, for instance, you know, now... There's a lot of people that like Ed and Lorraine Warren out there, right? And um, I know that we did a show on Chasing Prophecy about the haunting in Connecticut, about that house that was haunted by the, by the ghost. And, uh, and there were some things that I researched, and there were some things that I saw on YouTube that kind of like, like got me mad, right? Um, and it kind of like really opened my eyes into that movie, okay? Uh, actually, they were interviewing the lady, the family of the house that that movie was made of. And they had a lot of bad things to say about them people, okay? Um, and they, they didn't care if they were around. They didn't care if they were making money off the house. The thing that happened in the house um, scared the crap out of them, okay? But here's here's a crazy thing. Um, she also said, okay, she also said that um, that Ed, Ed Warren, right, had this one specific writer who wrote the stories. And the author came up to Ed, and Ed looked at the guy, and he said... Um, you know the story. Make it look. Make it look scary. Make it look like it's like really, really scary. So what they did was, the dude wrote the story of the house in Connecticut, and the people who lived in the house is like saying, you know what? None of that crap actually happened. We had some pretty bad stuff experiences happening. But what you saw in the movie never happened in our house that we witnessed. You know, so when it, and it really, really gets me upset, too, is that there are people out there. And I'm not going to mention names, but they actually write stories. Um, that was nonfiction about a place that's haunted or whatever. And they write books. Okay, and they write a book about it. They write a story about it. And it's just the story of an author writing about them, something scary. Something really scary. Hey, Tony, good to see you, buddy. I hope New Orleans was good for you. Um, but I don't like it when I see 
uh, authors and stuff like that write these movies and they put it out and make it big, big movie. And a lot of people um, just get scared. And they make a ton of money off of, you know, a ride. And people out there really truly believe that all this stuff happens. And it, it, it's not true, not all the time. Very rarely does it happen. And, and it just, and it, I don't know. Um, but that's how I think about the, the authors and the different stories. Oh, you, oh, oh, okay, hold on. Tony is getting ready to leave to New Orleans tomorrow morning. Oh, man, I hope you have a safe trip down there, dude. I really do. Um, I'm looking forward to all the stories that you, you come back with from New Orleans. But, yeah, so that that's my little rant on um, what I think about the authors that are making these in two movies and stuff. I, I, I don't think it's right, you know. To take a story off of somebody and rearranging it and making it look gory and scary, you know what I mean? Um, for instance, real quick, um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was a movie out there that was called The Lady in Black, okay? And that was a while back. And uh, it, after that movie, you know, one, once that movie, you know, was shown in the theaters, the next day, I got 30 emails saying that they saw that lady in the black in their house. And I'm thinking, come on. How? And, 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 and this is what, you know, they wanted to get across to the people watching the movies. And I'm thinking, no way in hell do 30 people see this lady in black. And I don't even know if it was a true story or not. And then people talk about shadow people. Okay. Everybody thinks they're evil. Shadow people are not evil. Not all of them. They're like walking a fine line. From They're on the line. Like half in our world, half in their world. And however the light where they're at is... Uh, presented on them or you know shown on them okay it casts a, it casts a shadow you know that was my biggest thing i got from a lot of people that shadow people were bad and they're not they're not they're just spirits on our plane in their plane walking around now you hear a lot of people talking about the top hat man Okay, I won't. I won't read a lot. I'm just going to listen. Read it here. Oh, thank you for sharing. I'm not. I'm not going to read that. But what you experienced there, Miss Miss Laura, um, there it's called. Um, oh, come on. 
oh lord i forget what it's called in the scientific world it's called sleep paralysis okay um in in the um spiritual world it is called the old hag theory okay um and what you want to do is if you go and google the old hag hag theory it will explain to you on what happened to you down um in the situation that you were talking about i uh, appreciate you telling me that but i definitely believe in the gold hack theory i definitely do um it's happened to me a couple times absolutely um but i don't know i forget what was that anyone remember where i was at <laughs> i don't know but um so that oh oh the top hat man you know the dude that looks like abraham lincoln a lot of people have seen that now my my question to everybody is like okay um the top hat man is, is he uh lincoln or is he just a tall shadow man i don't know but a lot of people see that but it, it's crazy if I'm not mistaken, it started out as somebody saying one thing and telling another person and telling another person, and telling another person and adding on to the story that everyone thinks it's the uh, uh, tall hat man, you know, or a Lincoln so-called. So I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be, you know, a Debbie Downer here and stuff like that. I'm just sharing to you um, what I believe, what I feel. Um, I'm not being egotistical when I talk like about this. It's just that I have experienced and, and did a lot of research in this when I was, you know, paranormal investigating. Um, but if anybody has any questions that they want to ask me about what we have talked about so far, um, feel free to. Okay, I'm going to take a real quick second here and I'm going to get something to drink because I'm a little thirsty. And though Pure Leaf does not sponsor my show, I turned it wrong. I should have taken the label off. But, uh, so that, that was, that's basically it for all the superstitions with all the different movies and stuff like that. Um, but a little back more to me, okay? When I graduated, I joined the Navy um, from 1981 to 85. I been, was stationed in Scotland. I was um, stationed on Independence, USS Independence, CV-62. Did a couple world cruises around, been to different uh, countries and stuff like that. And I had a good time. And, and I had the best job in the Navy. I was a cook. <laughs> I was a cook, and yes, that's whatever you want you can get by being a cook, you know. But I was, you know, it's crazy. I like to, you know, share a little bit of my Scottish, Scotland, you know, when I was over there for a year and a half. Um, and I really wasn't into the paranormal back then. I was 18, and I really didn't even know about ghosts, okay. But I will tell you this about Scotland, though. They have some crazy, crazy looking castles up there, right? And I mean, they got some big old Victorian homes, 
you know, I knew a, a couple people who owned one. And honest to God, no lie, they had the gargles on top of a pillar right walking through their front door. But I, at that time, I was young, dumb, and stupid. And the only thing that I really wanted to do was drink, you know. Um, I was an American in Scotland trying to show these uh, people from England and Scotland and Ireland that we could undrink, drink them under the table, which it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, but I tell you what, I did drink a lot. And and, and I, I missed a lot of it, you know. Um, I spent a lot of time in the bars over there, or what you call the pubs, you know, and I really never got the opportunity to go out and enjoy where I was at. And I'm hoping, and I really, really am hoping, that I'll get the time to where I can go back and go see things that I missed. Um, the only way I look at it now is when I go on Google Earth, you know, or if I type in Scotland, Holy Lock. Holy Lock, Scotland is where I was stationed at. You know, but, uh, you know, I have family over in Ireland, over there in uh, Galway, uh, County Mayo. And when I was over there, I got to actually go over to Ireland and visit some of them. And it was pretty interesting. Uh, it, it's just like a whole new, um, a whole new world, you know, to everybody, to me, it was. Um, they had weird beer and they got weird food, which is dull. The food over there was dull. But I will tell you this about the people in the United Kingdom. Okay, they were very, very, very friendly. Very friendly. Uh, speaking of uh, going overseas, my son just came back from China. You know, I, I talked about that, I think, a couple weeks ago or last week. But he came back from China from his uh, two-week deal over there. And uh, he said they, they were the nicest people in the world. They treat they treated him and the people he was with with a lot of respect. They were very, very nice about it. But he did say that um, he kind of felt like he was intimidated over there. Um, and he really couldn't kind of like uh, tell me about it. And, uh, and, and I can see that, especially in a, in a country called of China or whatever, you know, you're constantly watched with cameras and stuff like that, you know, but he went over for the two weeks. Um, the first three days he stayed at some, uh, hotel there that is only for like Chinese people, <laughs> you know, and no one understood each other and they couldn't understand Paul and they couldn't understand the Chinese people. So it was kind of hard. Uh, but they knew they, they could go and sleep <laughs> in their beds. But after that, they went to another city and uh, they stayed in the Hampton Inn. And um, what he said, which he told me that was very, very American. Um, what, you know, it's funny because we talked about the food over there and he was telling me that uh, the Chinese food that you see here in America is not what you get over in China. He said, there, it, it's all new. It's all different. Um, they really do a lot of vegetables over there. And he was telling me that he had an experience that they were all at the dinner. 
and somebody ordered duck d-u-c-k duck tongue <laughs> duck tongue and they were eating duck tongue and he said that there was a bone right down the middle of the tongue on the duck um, he didn't really particularly care for it, but he said a lot of other people um, did. But he, he had a good time. He's, I was really happy to see that he got back in the States. Um, I know he had to spend like 30 hours up because he left the hotel at 9, 9 a.m. over there. And he didn't catch his flight until 6 p.m. over there. And it's a 12-hour flight from China into San Francisco. So, um, but he's home, and I'm happy. And he had a good time. Um, but, but where I was back to me, you know, um, I was in the service for four years. Um, and... What happened to me, and if you want to know how I started, and I want to share this with a lot of people too, uh, back in 1983, okay, um, I was taking a drug called Anabuse, right? Uh, and what Anabuse is, it's a drug that kind of weans you off alcohol, okay? It weans you off alcohol. And I had that in my system for a whole year, right? Um, you can't use uh, any type of alcohol products like shaving cream, um, mouthwash, whatever has alcohol in it, because it can make you really, really sick. Well, one day, um, I missed my medicine. Okay, I went down there to get it and nobody was there. And, and I caught an attitude and I said, well, I'll show you guys, right? And what happened was... Um, when I, we were stationed in Diego Garcia, okay, and uh, that's a cute little island, very cute, it's a cool little island, um, but um, I was so disappointed that I bought a fifth of Jack Daniels and I drank on it, I drank, I drank a whole fifth of Jack Daniels on it, and remember I had this medication in my system for over a year and if you did any alcohol with it it could kill you well i'll tell you what it, it did it did um when i got back onto the ship again i you know i was pronounced dead okay i do not know how long i was out okay um but they revived me and when i came through uh, the doctor looked at me and he said, she said to me, because we had doctor, female doctors on board. We had a lot of females on board. And we were, in fact, we're the first American vessel, naval vessel to go around the world with women on board, the USS Holland AS-32. And um, she looked at me and she said, we lost you. You literally died right here on this table. But here's the crazy part. Right after that happened, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there. I mean, I would see peep ghosts, or I would see something in the corner of my eye. I would see something standing in the corners and, you know, um, hearing voices in my head and stuff like that. And it was really confusing because... 
I really thought I was going nuts. I didn't understand why I'm seeing ghosts, why I'm hearing all this stuff and feeling all this craziness. I went to a Catholic priest. I went to a rabbi. I went to uh, a minister. I went to uh, whoever I could find to try to get an answer out of them. And what was happening to me, and none of them did. None of them did. It didn't really freak me out for like two years when I was in. Um, I tried. I, I just could not get rid of it. And then when I, when I got out of the service in 1985, right, um, I stayed down in Florida. And I was hooked up. You know, I had friends down there, a husband and wife, and they were, they were psychic. Okay. And with them being psychic, you know, I told them my story. I told them what was going on with me. And, and, and they looked at me and they said, you know what? What happened was, um, there's another word for it, but I know it by being called a walk-in. And what a walk-in for me is, the definition I'm going to give you is when you die, your old spirit leaves and a new one pops in. Okay. So your old one leaves and then a new spirit this new soul comes into your body. And once that happens, um, your uh, gift, uh, empathic gift, seeing gift, um, becomes a little bit stronger. Becomes stronger. And what's really crazy about this, and, and, and what's really, and I'm being totally honest here with you because I've experienced it, right? This happened when I was at the age of 20 years old. Was it 20 or 21? I forget. And I could not remember my childhood. I could not remember growing up. I don't remember. There's some things that I remember, like I played football in, in grade school. And then, you know, I know the high school that I went to. Um, and what I did there, but when it came down to actually remembering my childhood, I couldn't remember. But the day that happened, when that old spirit left and the new one was popping, I remember everything. I remember everything, you know, to that date that that happened. I know it sounds bizarre, and I know it sounds a little crazy. But it's true. I don't remember my past at all. I don't. But I remember what happened back in 1983. I remember everything. So if it is true, and, and if it's definitely a walk-in that happened with my old one leaving the new one coming in, maybe all the stuff that I remember left. And so it's like getting a brand new start. Um, you know, like uh, a revamp, a revamp of life. Um, didn't really have heart, you know, really didn't affect me, you know, you know, physically. Um, I still ate and I still drank. Um, okay, Laura says, I'm going to read what Laura says here.
Thank you for sharing that, Laura. Um, now, you have two different type of hauntings, okay? Um, that's possible that, that your friend, uh, if he was sleeping, maybe he had an out-of-body experience. More than likely, he did. If that was him, if that's what she saw. Um, I have had many, you know, out-of-body out of experiences, and I know a lot of people have had them. So, yes, it, it, it could have happened. But also, um, if it wasn't him, then here uh, it, it's called a repetitive uh, haunting. It's called a residual haunting is what they call them, right? And, uh, and that could possibly be. Now, a residual haunting... I'll get to your question in a minute, Mandy. Okay, buddy. All right. What a residual haunting is, um, is when the ghost is stuck in their ear. Okay. And I got a good example. If you go to Gettysburg, okay. Um, there's, there, there is definitely a lot of ghost up there, but there's a lot of residual energy. And what I mean by that is, okay. Uh, what, what happens is that, you know, the person got killed in Gettysburg and their spirit is stuck in 1863. Now, we can see them walking back and forth in a straight line or walk around circles, but they continue doing the same thing all the time. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, it is definitely residual hunting. And for the other people out there, it, 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 that's what happened. This dude got shot in 1863. He died, and he got stuck in that century, right? Um, you can be in the room, and you can see him, and he'll walk right through you. He will walk right through you. But you know what? He doesn't know you're there, you know, because he's in a different dimension. So, yeah, that's what it was, residual. Uh, what happened to Tara interviewing you? Uh, I She got sick. I guess, or something, emergency came up or something like that. Um, so hopefully she'll be on next week. If you have any questions, Mandy, uh, about me, if you want, there's anything you want to know about me, feel free to ask a question. That's not a problem. I would like that. I would like people to ask me some questions, you know, about whatever they want to talk about, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that's where I was. Back in 1985, when I started to see things, hear things, and feel things. Um, and, and that's what, like, kind of, like, got me going, okay? Uh, I met my wife in 86, so I really... Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. So, back in 86, I met my wife in 87. I got, I got married to her. And um, I, I quit doing... I quit seeing things. I, I was, I don't know, being a husband, you know, doing other things and stuff like that. And so I wasn't really noticing until one day I went, I, I started AA is what I did. I've been sober. My sobriety date is January 21st, 1991 is my sobriety date. And, um, and so I went over and this lady read my cards after a meeting and I read her cards and and that's where it started. She hooked me up with people that would help me meditate, uh, help me 
have people come to me and help me to understand my spirit guides, how to work with my spirit guides, how to deal with my spirit animals, my totems. Um, it was just like right after another, 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 to where I am when I started PPS in 2006. Okay, Mandy. Ooh, hold on. Mandy says, Brand oh, hold on. okay, Brandon wants to know when the next time you're going ghost hunting and where. Um, the end of October, buddy. Um, I am, me and uh, Mike and Drake and a bunch of other people are going to the Carnegie Library in um, uh, Homestead, PA. And uh, that is on the 28th, yep, 28th, Saturday. On the 29th, I am going to be down at uh, the Penn Brewery on the north side of Pittsburgh, and I'm going to do a presentation down there. That's from 8 to 10 down there on Sunday nights. But that's what's coming up first, okay? Thanks for the question, Brandon. Uh, okay, let me see what Cindy says. Did you study to have an out-of-body experience? I did not. It just came on. Um, when it happened, okay, when, when the out-of-body happened, I was, I was scared. I was really, really scared. And for me, what happens is when I do that out of body and I open them, open my eyes, everything is in black and white. Uh, maybe, Mandy. I'm not sure I'm talk, I'm thinking about it. Um, but I definitely will get back to you on that. There will be a video. But when I had my first out of body, everything was just like black and white. Okay. And I saw different, like, faces in the walls and different, you know, people there. It was crazy. Scared the crap out of me, you know. But I, I will um, share one cool story. When when I divorced my wife, I was living over, over an apartment. And my son stayed the night. And he's like seven or eight years old. at the, No, six. Six years old at the time. And he laid on the sleeping bag next to the bed. And what happened was I had an out-of-body, and I remember mine, you know, I remember mine really, really clearly. So I had an out-of-body, and I was sitting on my bed looking at me sleeping and looking at my son, okay? And um, all of a sudden, my son, my son had an out-of-body. Uh, looking down over your body. No, I was sitting, you know, sitting down on the bed as an out-of-body and, and just turning over and looking at my body on the bed. I wasn't floating at all. But uh, maybe I was. I don't know. But I never remember when, what I saw. And so as I'm sitting there, um, my son had an out-of-body. And he came up and he gave me a hug and he said, Daddy, I love you. I was like, whoa. And then he went back into his body. It was the coolest thing in the world. And then I went back into mine. But I wanted to share that with you. Um, have you feared not reconnecting? No, no fear at all. Um, not at all. If it happens, it happens. Um, I haven't had it 
in a very, very long time. But it, you know, no fear at all, because I know I'll come back. I, I, I just have that. I just know I will. Have you ever encountered unpleasant interactions with other realms while out of body? I haven't, hon. No. I've seen, um, like, other people in the rooms, okay, like other, if you want to call them spirits, and um, people looking at me. But I never had any unpleasant interactions. So thank you for asking those questions. But uh, that, Mandy, uh, will there be a video? Well, what I'm going to do is uh, for the one on the 29th down at the Penn Brewery, I have a friend of mine who does video and he does editing. And I'm going to see if he will be able to uh, shoot me while I'm doing a presentation for you know the people down over there but uh so that's it for the other bodies and then back to um learning how to uh you know work with my uh animal spirits my spirit guides and then i just went on from there you know um i mean i had a long long journey with all this okay i it just didn't happen to me overnight um, the way spirit worked uh, put me on this path to help people. Okay, that's all. That's the easiest way I can explain it to you. Is being on the path to help people. Um, now, as I was going on my path, you know, every year somebody else would come into my life. And, you know, they would teach me about angels. They would teach me about demons. Okay. They taught me about Wicca. They taught me about Wiccans. They taught me, you know, these are all different people. And I couldn't figure out why all this was happening. You know, why all these people were actually, uh, man, okay, let's see what Mandy has to say. Have you seen your past animals from the past, like pets, Mandy? I haven't, no. I, I only had a dog, uh, an English bulldog back then, no. Um, but I guarantee it, they're out there. We had done many investigations where people would be sitting in their chairs and a lot of people would feel something rubbing up against their leg, you know, um, and the First thing is, do you have, did you have an animal pass away like a cat or a dog? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, that dog and cat never left you. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, animals do have spirits. They guarantee it. Um, I hope that was an okay answer there for you there, Mandy. Um, so, got about five more minutes and then we're going to be taking... Um, you know, a, a, a minute break, okay, 30-second deal, and I'm going to talk about UPRN, but is there any other questions on, you know, what we've talked about so far? I think to start of the second hour, I'm going to explain a little bit about the animal medicine cards, okay, the cards that I do read with, okay, um, and then maybe get into something else. Maybe give you a little, give everybody another three card reading. You know, I, I like doing that for people. Um, but yeah, so 
Yes, Cindy, I had a lot of people. Yes, I have. And um, and it's funny that you said that um, because, you know, once they were done with me, they went away and somebody new came in, you know. So I know for a fact that spirit had these people come in on me to teach me um, and to move on. And that was okay really bothered me for the longest time because i'm like finally you know got a friend here we're talking we're learning we're having a good time and it's like poof they're gone and it's true what people say you know people are in your life for a certain amount of time and then they go away because it's time for them to go away and for you to move on and that's what and that's what i did you know I am very grateful to the people that have taught me on my path with this. I really am very, very grateful. Um, very grateful for it because I've learned a lot. And back to the reason why um, this was all brought to me is because this is when I started back in 2006, uh, March of 2006, I started Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Thank you, Cindy. Did you get any answer from the last week's? Did you check it out? Uh, if you want to share, you know, the answers that you got, that would be pretty cool. Um, but that's where I'm at right now. Uh, let's see. Mandy said, Mandy said, yeah, I had a cat that passed away and he came back alive to live with us. Yeah, well, that's called reincarnation, Mandy. Um, I believe that animals can re reincarnate into other animals, just like humans can reincarnate. But one day I'm going to have a show on reincarnation and uh, we can get into it a little bit more. Okay. Thanks for uh, telling us that, Mandy. Okay. Now, Laura says, yes, they do. Previous time. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. Appreciate that very much. Very, very much. Yeah, they do. They are. They they, they do exist. The animals do exist, and, and, and their spirit exists. You know, there's, you know, you can try to tell me till I'm blue in the till you're blue in the face or whatever, and I'll be the first one to say not that they do have the spirit. But it's getting pretty close to uh, the minute break uh, or the 30-second break. And then, um, and then we're going to go into the second hour. Going, and I'm going to explain a little bit about my animal deck cards. And then I'll give you a little, little three-card reading. And um, I, I, I think you're going to enjoy it very, very much. Um, I really do. And a lot of people out there, Cindy knows there's a lot of people out there that know that I really, really have a lot of faith in my totem cards. I really do. I have more faith in them than a tarot deck or a pendulum or something like that. But I'll, I will get into that into the next hour. So, all right. We are going to go into a 30-second break here right now. All right. Okay. Laura, you have a very good friend, Cindy. 
Laura, you guys are great. Okay, we are going into a 30-second break, okay? Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Okay, and also I would like to thank Carnation uh, for sponsoring the second hour of Into the Night. Appreciate that. Um, I also want to talk a little about UPRN Talk Radio. Uh, Joe Montaldo, he is the owner of it. Uh, he also has his own shows um, Wednesday night and. Uh, Friday nights, and here I go again. I'm thinking really hard. If everybody can give me just a minute here, I will um, get to them. Okay, I have a couple. There's some shows on here. I, I mean, seriously, they're great. They're, it, this is an awesome platform. I couldn't ask anything better. I, it was like um, it, it was like a blessing for me to get on here and. I, I can't forget when I first came on the show, I was with Jenny Nicasio and um, Jason, and we it was called uh, Chasing Prophecy, and that, that's what got us here. But the other shows on here, The Outer Realm is on, uh, I believe, what is, uh, I do believe, Wednesday night, I think. And then uh, their, Joe's first show is UFO Undercover, and that's on Wednesday nights. Um, then you got the, the show on Friday, which is a centralist. And then you got my show. And then there's so many good shows. You got the missing piece with Trish Mo. She's on here. Uh, she's on right after me. And then you got the Horsefly Chronicles on Monday nights. Um, it's just a very Church of Mavis with Jeff and Lorelai with her, uh, the Angel Rock. And she has another one. But there are so many wonderful shows. Uh, UFO Undercover. So if you really want to know a little bit more about what this platform offers you, just go to uprntalkradio.com and, and just go through the face. Go through, um, you know, the uh, website. Okay, that was kind of hard to get get back to. Uh well, Cindy, she is amazing. She has comes up. She, she she has good energy coming from her. All right, all right. So we are in the second hour of into the night. And no, purely doesn't. I shouldn't. I should take the cover off. That that's my bad. 
But, uh, oh, what happened here? Oh, my camera. Ah. Okay. Let's see what happens. That ain't good. We're getting there, guys. Okay, let's see. I don't, I don't know. See, you know, it's crazy because when spirit don't want me to talk, and then stuff like this happens. All right, so you can you got to talk my face. That's good enough. But now, when I come to the animal medicine cards, when I was first starting on, I was taught the tarot deck. Okay. And with the tarot deck, there was just so many cups, cards like the Ace of Cups, the Ace of Pentacles, the Seven of Swords, and all that kind of stuff. And I really had a hard time dealing and knowing what the definitions are, okay? And I also, you know, they say you, you got to find out what you feel comfortable with, okay? And um, what for me, what... You know, as I was going along, um, I was in a bookstore one time, and these deck of cards just popped up and landed in my hand, okay? Honestly, they did. It was like I was supposed to get these. And at the time that this happened, okay, I was doing a lot of, I was studying with um, the Lakota Sioux spirituality at the time. And I had all kinds of books on Black Elk, who was a uh, Lakota Sioux shaman. And um, and I was reading, doing their meditations and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, um, I just felt connected to animals. And boom, these things just popped into my hand. So a little bit about the medicine cards, okay? Each one of us has animals that follow us on our path of life. Okay, some stay for a couple days, some stay forever. Uh, my two main spirit animals, one is a wolf, and his name is Lakota. And the second one is a red-tailed hawk. That's my male is Lakota and the alpha. Those are the two that always stay with me all the time, all the time. They don't go nowhere. But every now and then, there's like different animals that pop in and out of my my path in life, okay? Could be a squirrel, could be a chipmunk, it could be a goat, it could be whatever. Um, whatever animal decides to uh, pop in to my life for that day. And a real easy thing for everybody to remember, okay, is when you're out and about, Okay, and all of a sudden you see a deer walk in front of your path, or if you see a little bunny rabbit hopping along the road, or a mama raccoon with her baby raccoons, you know, stuff like that, a dog, a cat. Um, the reason why they were presented to you was to tell you that these certain animals are part of your path for today. Now, here's the deal with it all. Okay, um, what you need to do, okay, is whatever animals that you saw that night or that day until the that time you go to bed, all right, you look at, you write them down on a piece of paper. And like I tell everybody, you know, Google is not really cold, but, you know, 
Google it um, and say like you saw a deer. You would Google deer spiritual program, spiritual totem. And it will give you a big, you know, couple paragraphs on why the deer was with you on that day. Okay. Um, and if you Google raccoon spirit totem, okay, it will give you a reason uh, why that raccoon showed up in your life today. Um, so when it comes to the last half hour of this, I am going to give every, I'm going to go into a meditation, all right? And I'm going to help you if you're really into the meditating, going to see, put you in a meditation to where you're going to see animals come to you during this meditation. And the animals that do come to you, right? The animals do come to you are more than likely the ones that are with you right now on your path okay so i did a lot of psychic readings i i did go to a lot of places and would do readings and and stuff like that um you know little weekends here and there and i always read with with the tarot but like i told you i i, I felt real i did not feel right reading the tarot deck okay um, and anyway, you know, talking about movies, I will have to say this, okay, um, the death card to me, right, is not meaning you're going to die or anybody around you is going to die. The death card for me is the rebirth card. Okay. Ah, Christopher James, hold on a second. Uh, Chris says, what do your animal cards have to say for me? Okay, well, what I was going to do right now in about five, ten minutes, if you can hang, hang a little bit, Chris, and then I'm going to give a three-card reading for everybody, and these are going to be the ones for you. Uh, so it's going to be, like, pretty cool. Um, so that's what the animals are all about. Okay. Um, so, as like I was telling you before, I was reading, doing readings at psychic fairs. Um, I just did not feel right. Now, what happened to me was, okay, what happened for me was that the animal medicine cards came out. And those are the ones I worked with. And I started to take them to psychic fairs and reading people to psychics. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right. Let's see what Cindy has to say real quick here. Ah, Cindy, one badger was my past. Yep. Invoking warrior power is over as I'm moving forward. Today's was the hummingbird. And to bring joy, love, comfort, and healing to people in need. And Cindy, I'm telling you, you do have that. You do have that healing healing feeling that healing energy for people that you just so you you have a loving and caring feel uh aura about you and the future was the coyotes how to ease stress and adapt and conditioning now my question to you cindy thank you for sharing that with us um did it kind of like put you into perspective or pretty close to where you are right now in in, in your in your path 
you know, if you want to answer that, feel free to. Uh, so, yeah. So I started doing readings with the animal medicine cards. And it just seemed to put a lot of people at ease at long, uh, as with me too, okay? Because um, if you really don't ever go to a psychic reading, and I'm not knocking them, the tarot deck, I'm not. I'm just saying that they can be very, very, very intimidating. They really can if you look at it and if you really don't understand what is happening, okay? But with the animal medicine cards, I'll show you, you know, I'm going to have to reshuffle them again. Like, this is what they look like. Who could get it? See it? You know, I'm going to reshuffle them, but that's the otter, okay? This is what they look like. The artwork is tremendous. My God. Um, Cindy says, yes, it was 100% accurate. Thank you, dear. Appreciate that. Um, but I'm shuffling those again. But that's what, it, and a lot of people, uh, what's, uh, Laura says, Laura says, trying to get Cindy to Penhurst ah, State School. Any ideas how to get private access touring? You know what? Cindy, to be honest with you, I've never been there, Penhurst. Um, but if I could make a suggestion, if you can get them online or if they have a website, you know, or if you can get a phone number, you know, um, and, and make a phone call from there. And if there's anybody in the room right now or if there's anybody out there that can help Laura, Christine, about uh, finding out how to get a private touring Oh, the card was only halfway showing. What do you mean, Andy? Oh, no, I didn't do it. I just wanted to show everybody. Uh, no, I, I wasn't even doing it. Oh, halfway shown. No, I know. They're hard. It, it, it's my um, it's my video, Mandy. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out pretty soon. But that's what I suggest, Laura, to do that, is, is to find, you know, you know, Google it, of course, and and see what Penhurst has to say. Um, I'm sure they can help you out with that. All right. And Mandy, I, I understand, but it, it, it's I don't have a green screen behind me. The green screen, screen that I have, what you see behind me, is actually programmed into uh, this uh, camera that I got, this video camera. Then Cindy says, okay, Thank you, Sean. Happy you are on my path of knowledge. Oh, you, oh man, you're making me bless here, buddy. You're making me bless. But thank you. I'm honored to, you know, to be on the path with you. I really am. Um, and, and, you know, don't even, seriously, Cindy, if Laura finds out that she can get into Penhurst, go, dude. Go. Go. You'll, you'll have fun. Nothing to be afraid of. Trust me, unless you go watch a couple scary movies before you do go to Penhurst. And then, then you can come back and say, I don't know about that song, you know, or, or Laura, but just go. I, and I tell everybody, go on an investigation. Go with a group. Go with a group that knows what they're talking about, that knows what they're doing, okay? Do not go alone. Don't. Because when you go with the group, okay, 
with experienced investigators out there, they kind of know what's going on and you can learn from them. But if you go out on your own and you start snapping pictures in a cemetery or whatever, okay, you know, spirits do attach. They do attach to people and you might get an attachment. And then, you know, you have to remember out there in spirit world, they have no time. You know, 40 years could be five minutes for them. Who knows? But if you don't know what you're doing and you and you go out and experience the, you know, the spirit world, take somebody with you, honestly, and go. That That's the biggest suggestion that I can give anybody. Honestly, that's the biggest. But, uh... Back to the cards. So I would start reading the cards to people. And uh, they felt more at ease. A lot of people came up to me. And to be honest with you, everybody, honest to God, I have a good job. I had a good job back then. And I, I wasn't in it to make the money. But the rule was I had the rule was I had to charge. Or the person who was in charge of all the psychics, you know, he said you will charge this amount i i did not feel right about charging people for this okay um whenever i do a reading for somebody okay when i do um i don't ask for money but you have to remember one thing okay when you do a reading you have to keep the energy moving right so if i give you a reading so the energy goes and it stops. Okay, the energy stops. And so when whenever you pay for a reading, you know, it continues because I'm giving something to you and you are in return giving something to me. Um, so, but for me, when I do give a reading, okay, I might just say, you know what, just give me a penny. And then, you know, keep the energy going. And if they don't even have a penny, I said, well, if you can go out and help somebody today, if you can make a person smile, then he paid me back. Well, see, that's the way it should go. Okay. I'm not going to get into the spiel what I think of tarot readers. I'm not. I, I cannot knock them. You know, I cannot say nothing bad about them. But I do have my own uh, issues with it. But I'm going to keep them to them. I can never bad enough. Like, like you hear all the time. Who's, who can, who, I can't judge them. <laughs> They're only going to be judged whenever they go somewhere, you know, when they, when they unalive. Um, we have some couple things to you. Okay, Cindy says, we've had paranormal ghost chick in the area that teaches safe investigations. That's cool. Is she still hanging around, Cindy? If so, please go with her. I mean, that that is awesome. You know, uh, go find her. Try to just go out and take her out to coffee or buy her a lunch or a dinner. And, um, you know, um, go from there. That's good. And Laura says, okay, this is going to be the first card reading I've watched. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, I am so honored, Laura. Honest to God. Thank you. It's real simple. 
the reading I'm going to be giving you is, is three cards. Um, but I'm going to give you a reading when I pull the card. And I'm not going to, going to even look at the definition. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull the card. And then I'm going to tell you what I feel. And this is just for everybody out there. This is a general reading for everybody. But what I would like you to do, like Cindy did, you know, please write down the animals that I give you. Okay. And um, write them down. And then after after my show's over with, Google, you know, the animal totems, why those animals are with you, the ones that I pull. Okay. So I am going to, any other questions real quick before I get into this? But the animals are like, it, it, it's really, it's really, um, I enjoy them. I feel very comfortable about it. Oh, sleep. Ah, that's, that is how I found you when I share through her. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay. All right. So what I'm doing, this is the, uh, the medicine cards. Everybody have their piece of paper and pens out and, like I said, copy these down and then look at them yourself after the, the meeting. After the meeting, listen to me, after the show. Okay, so I shuffled them. I'm cutting them once. Cutting them twice. And here we go. Drum roll. Here we go. No, they're not oracle cards at all, Chris. Not at all. No, these are just plain old hand. These are just plain old animal medicine cards. And, and before I go on, if you want to write this down real quick, um, may I recommend a book for you all to buy? And the name of the book is called Ted Andrews. He's the author. And the name of the book is called Animal Speak. And in fact, I'm going to write that so everybody can see that. Ted Andrews. Is the author. Name a book. Is called. Animal Speak. That, that's the name of the author, and that's the name of the book. That book has taught me. I still even have that book today, Ted Andrews. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I don't know how to do screenshots there, hon. So that's why I, I typed it in there. All right, everybody, here we go. All right. The first card I pull up. Ah, check it out. You're past the hummingbird. Okay, we'll get up here. The hummingbird. That's crazy. Two weeks in a row for the hummingbird. All right, and I'm writing that down. Now, this is your past. This is past. I'm doing a three card reading, and this is your past. This is the one that's in the past right now. And I'm sorry that it's going in and out, but that. This card is everybody's past card that I'm pulling tonight, the hummingbird. 
with the humming part, if you look at the picture, it's just really focusing on um, that flower, trying to get the nectar out of that flower and stuff like that. Um, they're small. They're fast. Uh, they're definitely, definitely thirsty. Because if you ever watch real hummingbirds out there, you know, they're just busy darting, 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 darting. Like, you're on a path, your 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 path was like going here, 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 and here, and here. Um, and every now and then stopping in and taking a drink of nectar, if that's what it's called, yeah, whatever. But that's your pass card, um, is the hummingbird. The second card is... There we go. Ooh. The Jaguar. The Jagger. Jaguar. That This card here is the now card for you. The Jaguar. Okay. And don't forget. There we go. There we go the Jaguar. Now, don't forget, everybody, um, write these down and Google them. But when I look at that or that Jaguar, you know, it's like you're on the prowl right now. It's like you're scoping out. And I'm not saying that it's your victim or nothing like that. OK, but you, you are you're, you're in a certain situation with all your stuff going on with the hummingbird, you know, going in and out and stuff like that and drinking the nectar. You know, now in your past, you see this person that you saw. And now you're kind of like um, checking the person out. Like, you know, you're not going to pounce and, and chew them up alive, you know. But what you're going to do is uh, kind of stalk them. I know that sounds creepy, stalking. But that's what I see in the Jaguar. So you see a person who's going crazy in your past. But now that it is your now card, you're just checking out that person and seeing what that person is actually doing. Okay, so that is the second card. It's a Jaguar. They're for, you know, whoever, uh, Christopher, uh, who are these intended for? Everybody. At, they're for everybody. Um, these are three cards that I pick randomly every week, and I just show them and I give them, you know, maybe they don't belong to you. Maybe they belong to somebody else or you know, so whoever, there's no no intended for nobody. Um, if you can get an answer out of it for yourself, that would be great. Um, if you don't get an answer, I'm sorry, but if it, the reading wasn't for you. So if you can, um, like I said, write them down. Write these uh, names of these animals down, okay? And look them up after the show. And the third card, wow, again. The coyote. That's crazy, huh? That's two weeks in a row with the coyote. That's where the humming... Wow, this is insane. The coyote. And to me, the coyote is, you know, an animal native, native American. The coyote is considered uh, the trickster. Okay? Um, so... The reading that I'm picking up off of these cards with, the, you know, and I, I, you know, this is what I see with the, the hummingbird just going back and forth, feeding, eating, um, drinking nectar, whatever they do, uh, going here, there, there, like this. Like, 
I'm bringing these cards in. Oh, okay, cool. Um, they're, they're the best cards out there for me. Okay, so um, what's really cool is during the ring, what I saw was that you, this person that's in your life right now is just going crazy, going in every different way. Uh, very intense, especially when they're drinking the, the nectar from the flowers or from the uh, juice, whatever, wherever they're drinking it from. And then with the jaguar, you're like stalking that person that's in your past. Um, it was like, okay, what's your next move? You know, do I trust you? Do I, do I not trust you? And then the future card, the coyote, somehow I feel like this is not a good thing that you're going through right now. And the coyote, you're going to trick the boy and find out what the hell is going on with it. And then you'll come up with the situation. But that's what I picked up off of these three cards um, that I drew tonight. Um, and I hope to get some meaning out of them. Uh, next Tuesday, I will be here. And then I will do three more cards. Uh, for some reason, the hummingbird and the coyote, two weeks in a row, and I did shuffle them pretty good. You saw them. I did shuffle them pretty good. But uh, So I hope you enjoyed um, the little reading, the three cards that I sent you, uh, the hummingbird, which is your past, the jaguar, that's how they say it in England, jaguar, <laughs> in the present, in the coyote. So look them up, get the definitions, and you can come to your own conclusion about the reading, the three cards that came up. I want to thank everybody for, you know, enjoying this, uh, uh, little reading here, and we are at the 9.30 mark, okay? And you know what that means. Do, 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 do. 9.30 mark is I'm going to put you all into a meditation state, okay? We're going to go on a meditation. Got to get my drink. You're welcome, James. Chris? Christopher, thank you. You're welcome. All right, everybody. I just want you to get nice and relaxed. Okay? And I'm going to explain the uh, meditation that um, I'm going to give to you. Okay? It's actually a real long meditation. Um, but what it's going to do, it's going to put you in a place, in a field, and with an outline of a tree, tree, tree line. And what's going to happen, and when I have you in that, in that field, in that meadow, you're going to look at the tree line, okay? And you're going to see different animals pop up out of that tree line, okay? And those animals that you see, okay, are the animals that are with you today, okay? Um. They're the animals that you come up, because you're going to be sitting on a rock, okay? And then a rock, and then there's two animals that's going to come up to you. The first one that's going to come up to you is your alpha, who's with you all the time. And the second one is your female energy one. Um, so whatever two animals come up to you at the beginning of this meditation are your two main 
um, animal totems. Okay, so I want everybody to do is relax. Okay, I want everybody to relax. Breathe in. Hold it. Okay. Release. Close your eyes. Clear your mind. Breathe in. Real deep. Blow out. Deep breath. Exhale. Now what I want you guys to do, okay, is I just listen to my voice, keep your eyes closed, and what I want you to do is I want you to find the little white mark, little white dot that you see in your in your brain. Just go to that little white dot. Just start walking. And you don't have to be afraid because you are very protected. Okay, you are protected. This is a good, this is an easy one for you. Okay. And as you start work, walking toward that little circle, that little circle is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Now what I want you to do is walk through that white circle. And when you walk through that white circle, you're going to come to a meadow. And in this meadow, you see a big rock right in the middle. And what I want you to do is walk over to the rock and sit on the rock. Okay. Now look at the tree line in front of the big rock. Just keep glancing. Nothing's going to hurt. Nothing's going to happen to you. I want you to look at the tree line. Okay. Ooh, that was a beard. That was my stomach. Sorry, guys. But I want you to look at the tree line, okay? Okay, now, the first animal is gonna come right up to you by the rock. And I want you to say hello to that animal. Could be any animal, could be a rabbit, a wolf, a horse, an elk, whatever. That first animal that you see right beside you at that rock is your male totem, is your male energy one. He's going to be there forever with you. This animal will never leave your side. Okay, so now the second animal is coming up on the left-hand side of you. 
And this animal that is coming up to you, okay, is your female energy side of you. And this animal, your female energy, this animal is going to stay with you all the time. All the time. Ain't going to go nowhere. I want you to smile at the animals. Okay? And I want you to thank them for being there to protect you. Okay, now what I want you to do is look into the tree line. And whatever animal comes out of that tree line is the animal that is with you right now on your path. Take your time and just look, open up, trust yourself, trust what you see, do not, ju do not judge yourself, do not doubt yourself, what animal comes out of that tree line is your totem. Now, there is going to be a bird flying down, and it's going to land right in front of you. This bird could be a robin. This bird could be a blue jay. Any type of bird, an eagle, hawk, whatever. Whatever the bird is that comes down to you, what I want you to do is get on the back of that bird, okay? And let that bird take you to places that you need to see, okay? All right, so now the bird's coming down. And this bird waited in front of you. Now I want you to get on the back of on the back of the bird and let that bird fly. And you're gonna be okay. You have to trust the bird. The bird is not going to hurt you. The only thing holding you back would be you. You have to trust the bird. So let the bird fly. Okay? Let it fly.
know if anybody is getting nervous don't don't be nervous just trust the bird trust me and open your eyes and just look at where the bird takes you and as you're opening your eyes and in this meditation I want you to feel the cool breeze on your face. I want you to feel the warmth of the sun all over your body. I just, just feel the peace and serenity. Okay. Now the bird's going to come back down. And he's going to drop you off in front of the rock. Good. Now I want you to do is I want you to thank the bird for taking you on your little meditation. You always have to thank the animals and the birds. Okay, now on the count of three, we're going to open our eyes. One, two, three. Ooh, ooh we lost one. Wow, sweetness. Okay, that is the meditation for today. Um, I hope whoever stuck around for it, or people who didn't, um, I hope you got something out of it. Um, but those those animals, right? What's that? What's that mean, buddy? Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. I hope everybody got something out of it. Um, those animals that you saw coming out of the tree line, make sure if you do remember them, uh, write them down. And the two animals that um, the two animals that came to you on the rock, write them down. Um, that was the first meditation, you know, that I taught myself or someone taught me, you know. And it really, really helped me. Uh, and, and you know what? It's really good to know that if, you know, if you do the meditation um, by just closing your eyes and going into that field, that meadow, right? And get on the back of the bird and let it fly. It really relaxes you. Because it did relax me, you know. It always relaxes me because I do do that. You know, but this is where I'm all about. Ah, uh, you know what, Laura? That's okay. You know, meditation is. You know, to learn to meditate, it's it's really hard because um, I I'm just like you. And when I first started, I just couldn't turn my mind off. And I'm like, is this really working? 
but may I make a suggestion to you is to find somebody where you live, okay, that really is willing to work with you during the meditation. And they will help you meditate. Um, and I, I know for me it has to do with um, breathing exercises. Yeah, just keep trying, you know. Um, but if you really are having a problem with it, Laura, just just go find somebody close to you that could actually help you do the meditation. Um, meditation is a real big part of my life today. Okay. Um, there, I, I mean, there are so many different ways in which I meditate, and uh, the meditation. I'll tell you what. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes I don't get the answers that I want. And here's the crazy part about it, okay? Um, I'm meditating because I want to know something, you know, and I go through the deal, the angels, the animals, whatever. And it's like I'm trying to find the answer that I want out of that meditation. But I will tell you this, you, you won't get that. You won't, you know, you won't get the answer that you're seeking. You'll get the answer what you need to but the answer is what, what you really need to know. And spirit will show you through the meditation. And when you're going through the meditations or you're dreaming at night, you know, don't be surprised if a spirit comes through it like a loved one or, you know, a family member or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, who has passed. You know, don't be afraid of it. Okay. Um, just accept them for being there. And uh, everything's going to be fine everything's going to be fine. And I, I keep telling myself that um, everything is going to be okay. That's my mantra. Everything is going to be okay. And I believe that, you know, all this crap going on in the world now, all this crap that's happening in the government, all this hatred, all this, all, all kinds of crap going on. I will say, though, okay, we'll, we'll say uh, that deal with uh, Taylor, what's her name, Taylor Swift um, and Jason Kelsey on Sunday, that was pretty cool because you know why? It got everybody smiling. It made a lot of people happy. It really did. It made a lot of people happy. You know, whatever comes down the pike, whatever comes your way, you have the choice to face it, to deal with it, or run away from it. But if you run away from the situation that comes at you, okay, when you run away from it, that problem is going to be following you wherever you, you go in life. It's just going to follow you. But if you learn to face it, and deal with it and go through it then you're still walking down you're going still going down the path trust me there was a lot of obstacles a lot of obstacles that you know when i was walking my path in front of me and i would run away or i would go all the way around either side but that never worked so i had to stop look and you know say okay so this has happened to me. Well, how am I going to deal with it? How am I going to deal with this problem? And I deal with it and I walk through. And that's how 
you know, my life is, my life is, I just keep running through roadblocks. And when the roadblocks are there, there's a reason why them roadblocks are there. Okay. Um, maybe it's to teach you a lesson of some sort. Um, maybe it's to show you something that you need to work on for yourself. But all in all, all in all, everything will be okay. I want to thank everybody for joining in tonight. Um, I, I hope you got something out of, out of the show tonight. Um, I'm going to be back here next Tuesday. Okay. Um, hopefully Tara's feeling better. Oh, okay. Cindy says, oh, hold on. What's she said here? Cindy says, such accurate information. That was something else on that coming to light with Taylor Swift. Bill Bean done alive. I've seen that on. Okay, yeah. I'm telling you, everybody's smiling on that situation. I hope she don't break his heart or he breaks her heart or whatever. I hope they hang out because everybody is smiling and everybody is happy. Okay? And that's the way the world should be today. So next Tuesday we'll be on 8 to 10 on Into the Night on UPRN Talk Radio. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week, so maybe I'll find out like a half hour before the show starts. I don't know. But I want to thank each and every one of you for coming in. Sebastian says, thank you very much for another great show. Hope that Tara is well and back soon. Good night, sir. Good night to you, Sebastian. I will pass on the message to her. Okay? So, parents, you know, please, if you can, go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children... Please go to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. And if you don't have no children, if you have no parents, find somebody that you know and give them that hug because we all need hugs. And we also need to hear, I love you. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And on that note, I'm going to wish everybody good night. Sweet dreams. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Happy hunting, everybody. Happy hunting. And let's do this. Get it out here. There we go.